0: Yeah, and I mean, shit, dude. We're really doing a podcast and shingle all the way. God, yes, yeah, so you suggested it, all right, but let let let's, you brought it. Here we up. are. Here we are. Five
1: seconds to ignition. Regular. Deep- what
0: stuff. <laughs> Welcome to Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. I am Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth, also known as Turbo Man. And I'm here at Magna Mills to talk about what we've watched recently and test the limits of our love for Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. We're digging deep to talk about one last holiday movie, Jingle All the Way, from 1996. Tis the season. Mills, how's your holiday shopping going? Are you still the president of procrastination? because i'm still Uh, vice president
1: i'm magna mills and not only am i the president of procrastination i'm also a client Uh, shout out jamie g you are a little bit overly optimistic i mean only someone with incredible optimism could could turn being called turbo man in your divorce proceedings into a positive but look at you and we are positive that you're going to enjoy this episode of regular dudes Watch Stuff. you can find us wherever you get your pods and on youtube we're on social media At dudes watch stuff. Do not forget to do that shopping. If you haven't done it yet, as you're listening to this, as you're watching this, do it now. Like Arnold, get on your phone while you're doing this. You know, you can do two things on your phone if you need to. No problem. You can even come back and finish the episode later if you had to, but it's fine. Don't forget it. And don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. It's all we ask. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. So if you had fun, remember that Christmas thumb.
0: Now, before we start our holiday shopping, let's talk a little holes. More specifically, what we've been filling our eyes and ear holes with recently on the latest edition of Holes in This House. Some holes in this house. Mills, what have you been focusing your face eggs on? Ooh, face eggs.
1: Uh, That feels like it should be an alien thing, but it's really a deep cut from Succession. So uh, very well done. Uh, Been filling the holes with a lot, trying to catch up on some stuff. Uh, Continuing slow horses over on Apple TV. Really enjoying that third season. Caught up on the fifth season of Fargo very 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 good really liking that one check that out fx hulu also on fx hulu a murder at the end of the world kind of a slow burn a little bit of a whodunit thing but kind of interested in it i'm feeling it took a minute you know kind of binged the first five episodes i think that one's about to finish up as we record this monarch legacy of monsters that's the uh the godzilla king kong kind of whatever show in that universe but it's got kurt russell he's pretty good suck me in I'm enjoying it. Those movies are okay. You know, nothing crazy, but uh, yeah, definitely enjoying the show more than I thought. And then finally, just watch Archer Into the Cold. That is the series wrap-up. It's like a three-episode TV movie, whatever you want to call it. Wrapped up all the existing storylines. Just really, really enjoyed it. If you haven't watched Archer, you should. If you dropped out at a certain point, you should pick it back up. And if you've never watched it, you should rewatch it, whatever animated comedy on hulu all episodes now from fx fxx just just outstanding stuff and you know it's not everyone's cup of tea so i'd get it but really just one of my absolute favorite shows over the last decade and a half and sorry to see it
0: go jamie g what have you been filling them up with this holiday season good stuff there magnum mills well first of all i've been filling the ear holes with a couple of things one I'm getting ready for another epic run of Fish playing Madison Square Garden for the New Year's Eve special. Really excited about that. Hope to be there for at least Two out of the four nights, hopefully longer, but I will, will absolutely be there on New Year's Eve. So super pumped about that. Looking forward to what they do for their gag this year. Just been going back through and listening to you know previous shows, going through listening to all my shows, ranking how many songs I've heard how many times, just nerding out on fish, doing normal fish fan stuff. It's been a good time this holiday season. Um, shout out Gremlins, dude. Went ahead and did Gremlins, and uh, I got to tell you, it did not disappoint me at all good Christmas movie. It's fun. You know, you just, there's something about like kind of that era of like the, that, that time frame that late eighties type stuff where I don't know, man, you can get away with a little bit more A PG back then is really like a PG 13 slash rated R today. And I just appreciate those type of uh, the feel there. There's some nostalgia uh, in the air and really enjoyed gremlins also been doing and in, in finishing up the uh, latest season of Rick and Morty, I really enjoy it. I know it kind of got some heat for, for for Homeboy being a weirdo or whatever, but for the most part here, man, I really enjoyed this one. I thought the writing was was really good this season. It's been fun. They brought back a lot of the stuff from previous seasons, which I think has been cool just to kind of incorporate it in and kind of keep some sort of storyline going here. So I've enjoyed it, man. I thought it's been fun. And then last but not least, Magnum Mills, your boy, has been following and doing a bunch not necessarily filling my ear holes or my eye holes but i guess you could say i'm doing both but i've just been playing a lot of online poker and uh and that's been a lot of fun too so
1: more fun when you win probably but
0: still fun either way it is more fun when you win but it is fun either way and let's move on to the holiday hype train mills what are you looking forward to most this holiday season
1: I do always like doing a little bit of the Christmas stuff, usually more of the holiday episodes. You know, we talked to Strike from Seinfeld, uh, Woodland Critter Christmas from South Park, and of course, uh, A Very Sunny Christmas from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I will watch Die Hard, probably maybe one and two, a couple of joints like that. Look forward to getting that in, even though I've seen those already. As far as new stuff coming up, I am cautiously optimistic about True Detective Night Country, they're bringing that one back for, I guess, was technically the fourth season. I believe he's got uh, Jody Foster's in it, a couple other people. Looks like it's going to be a good time. So HBO has got a pretty high hit rate for me. So looking forward to the true detective night country. Uh, interesting kind of uh, tag on that. Uh, we'll see. I like the night country more than the day country. Just like I like the, you know, the night man better than day man, probably when it comes down to it. Jamie G, what are you hyped for this holiday
0: Oh, wow. Um, Well, number one, first and foremost, uh, wishing everybody a happy holiday season and hope you guys get to spend it with family, loved ones, or just you know, how, whatever makes you happy. Um, So looking forward to spending some time with some family and, um, you know, seeing some folks and, uh, you know, just, just, just enjoying some, some fellowship with, with, with people that you love. That's always important this time of the year. So that's the first thing I'm looking forward to. Outside of that, I'll have a couple of my classics that I do every year, National Lampoons. I always do. It's a Wonderful Life. Um. Yes, uh, your boy Jamie G Esquire The fifth has a sensitive spot, and that is one of them. But a I, I big fan of Trailer Park Boys Christmas Special. Um, really funny one. I think it's only like forty six minutes or something. It's it's definitely worth the watch, uh, especially if you've if you've watched Trailer Park Boys, but you haven't watched the special, or if you're just getting into it. Uh, maybe this will be the thing that gets you into it. I definitely recommend watching the first couple of seasons before you get to this, just because there's a lot. This is kind of like it kind of takes you back, you know before the first couple of seasons and you kind of get a bunch of, uh, a bunch of backstory and stuff. It's not necessarily critical for like the overarching theme of the show or anything, but it's just super cool to know. So that, that's a fun one. And then honestly looking forward to some football, man, we got, you know, we got football on, you know, Christmas Eve, um, well, Festivus, Christmas Eve and Christmas day, I think, or just Festivus and Christmas day. Um, And then of course, I think we got new year's day as well. So looking forward to to, to football and kind of getting into the, into playoff season here.
1: Yeah, I mean, they really are missing out on a a marketing opportunity with Festivus football or football on Festivus or something like that. And you're sensitive. Does that mean you have one of those spots like when you scratch the dog and he keeps doing the thing with his leg? Is that what you're talking about? Is that one of those things?
0: Well, no, as a gentleman never tells. Please be warned, there will be a full-on spoiler for Jingle All The Way. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Yes, we're going to spoil Jingle All The Way from here on out. We might also spoil other Arnold movies, quotes, Christmas things, just anything. So this is your first and final warning that whatever out there in the world, we may spoil. Sorry, that's vague, but, you know, that's the way we roll.
1: It's pretty broad. Uh, We'll avoid spoiling, uh, let's see here, Star Wars, Sopranos, The Godfather, uh, we'll we'll try to miss out on some of the classics. As the man said, this is Jingle All the Way, directed by Brian Levitt, written by Randy Cornfield, produced by Chris Columbus, Michael Bartham, and Mark Radcliffe. Cinematographer was Victor J. Kemper, edited by Kent Beta, Wilton Henderson, and Adam Weiss. Music by David Newman. Originally released November twenty second, 1996, it had a budget of $75 million, on which it made $129.8 million at the United States box office. It has a running time of 89 minutes, and it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, Robert Conrad, Jake Lloyd, and Jim Belushi. The short plot synopsis is, a father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However every store is sold out and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one.
0: Uh, let's start by staking out our positions on holiday movies in general. I mean, what's your deal, Mills? Do you like all the holiday movies? Do you only like Hollywood adjacent movies like Die Hard or, or one of those? I mean, where do you stand on kind of the holiday flicks? Is it is it corny to you or are you are you down for it? I like getting a couple
1: in, but I'm not one of those people that's going to watch 50. I think The Soup's like that. He has a whole list, and he's going to try to watch all of these. I do like watching episodes. Sometimes I'll through watch all the The Simpsons Christmas episodes or do something like that. There are a couple of standbys. Like, And, yeah, I'm probably more into a movie that happens at Christmas than it's necessarily about Christmas. Uh, you know, shout out Scrooge. That's one we didn't mention before that, you know, kind of does the Christmas thing, but, but stand it down its head a little bit. I think people can go a little bit too overboard. I don't need Christmas everything. I was gonna say, I don't need to see the Santa Claus three or whatever, but I know that one had Martin Short and I never saw it. So maybe I should see that one, but, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I think some people take it too far for the most part, I'm okay with it, but generally like two weeks leading up to Christmas, maybe the day after, and then it needs to be over. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I've got, I've got a couple, like, I, like every year I do watch it's a wonderful life and I got to squeeze in national lampoons, Christmas vacations, cause it's hilarious and it just never seems to get old. It's like, You know, once a year to watch that thing, it's, in my opinion, it's the best of all National Lampoon. So big fan there. But outside of that, I'm with you. I kind of like movies that just happen to have like Christmas going on. Um, you know, or it's that time of the year or it's snowing or something. So I, I could live without them, but I, I definitely got a couple there that I enjoy just kind of, you know, it's, and it's mostly the nostalgia thing about it. Right. There's something comforting about, you know, chestnuts roasting on a fire and, uh, you know, it's a wonderful life plan. So there, there's part of that, you know, with a glass of eggnog, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. You know, that type of stuff, busting out quotes from, you know, from your movies with your family and stuff. So that type of stuff is fun. Um, but, but it's not like I have to have like, you know, 30 of them and I want to do it all of December, like an, like a, like a, like a, you know. What yeah, not not a, nat- not a nativity scene, but what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's like every day they do it with like whiskey, like or beer, like every day you have a different beer. Well, the days of Christmas or, or whatever you would. The want. The days to. of Christmas. What's it? But isn't it like a calendar, like a um advent, advent. calendar, like an advent calendar? Yeah, like it's not like a, it's not like I have that for Christmas movies, um, but you know, the, right around the day of or so, like I'm I'm cool with that. And shout out the night before Seth Rogen. That was a good one too.
1: Yeah, we could keep kind of throwing them out there. Just shout out Shane Black in general, who, like, basically, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm writing a movie. What should I do? Let's start up by setting in at Christmas, which that's why so many of his movies make the list, because it's kind of his default, like, even, like, Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Does last boy Scout have some Christmas going on at some point. I, I, it,
0: it's like just it his does. deal.
1: It's just his deal, so that's cool. I'm, I like that kind of. I like
0: Christmas being involved, but I don't need to bring, like, Santa into the picture necessarily. As you guys may or may not be able to tell, believe it or not, we actually had some trouble deciding what holiday movie we we're going to cover for this episode of Regular Dudes Watch Stuff, Holiday Edition, and we wound up on Jingle All the Way, almost by default. We kied, you know, tried and tried to talk ourselves into something else, but we kept coming back to Jingle All the Way. Mills, what were your hopes going into this rewatch, and did you enjoy it? Uh, that's That's probably the big one.
1: I think I had seen this a few years ago, kind of randomly. I, I don't remember why. Maybe I was just going through a General Arnold rewatch or something like that. I was just trying to be like, I'm like I remember there were a couple good moments in it. So I was just hoping that I was going to like it better this time. I'm going to realize like, I'm going to pay attention. Maybe there's some gags I didn't get, some background stuff, some satire, that kind of thing. And unfortunately, it really is just all surface level here. This isn't something like Last Action Hero, which we talked about, where there are other levels to it. This is all pretty much just surface It's fine. I'll give it credit. It didn't overstay its welcome. I think clock's in again under 90 minutes. It's not the worst. It's not, but the problem is it's probably not so bad that it becomes good either. You can't really hate watch it, but you can't really watch it and be like, Oh, this is a good movie. Really? It just, it just happens. It keeps moving again. Give it credit for the the pace, the momentum, but it's not really, you know, it's an average kind of Christmas music soundtrack. It's doesn't really look particularly great, They make some choices where they didn't probably have the budget to do what they wanted to do. You know, know, it's fine. But you can definitely tell that this was not a movie that was made for Arnold. This is a movie that Arnold wound up starring in. And I think that's he's one of those stars, especially in this era, that was so singular and so unique. You need to properly tailor it to him a little bit like the changes they made in Total Recall when it was originally going to be a mild-mannered accountant and they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like, all right, we're going to have to change this a little bit because you can't have Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a mild-mannered accountant and here they have, what, a mattress salesman? Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, How about yourself, man? Kind of What were the expectations and, you know, how close did it come to meeting them in a
0: good or bad way? Well, it wasn't my number one customer. Um, And yes, that's a direct quote from Jingle all the way for the people out there that actually watched this one. Definitely not my favorite Arnold movie at all. Uh, It just felt like not an Arnold, Arnold movie. And we've seen some of this where like kindergarten cop or like one of these kind of softer type things that he does where it's where it's cool and it works and it's good and we you know and even with or it's like you know something that's so bad like it doesn't really do any of those things. It just kind of is what it is. The best thing about it I think in in, in my opinion is the cameo appearances. You know, I, I wish we had more of the bad Santa here with, with Jim Belushi um, and the fact that it was only 90 minutes long. Thank God. Right. I think this one probably I, I wouldn't have been upset if this was like an hour and 10 minutes. Like it, it, they they probably could have cut out maybe a little bit here and there, but it just kind of is what it is. It's not terrible, but it's not like a classic Christmas movie that you'd feel great about either. There's really not a ton of humor in it, and it's just not necessarily great to watch. There's it has its moments. You know, I really enjoyed kind of the final, the final couple of scenes there. Um, you know, probably one of my favorite parts is when Arnold's getting getting drunk with the reindeer, just like pouring him beers and drinking, you know, it's After like he just punches like, the reindeer. That is top tier. Like that's the again, we'll get into it a little bit, but it feels like
1: there's four or five different movies going on and they jammed all these ideas into one script a little bit, so none of it ever really yeah. gets enough room to breathe and pay off.
0: And I and I think they probably they should have just did something differently with with Sinbad's character. They they could have kind of went a couple different ways with that. But you know, again, my favorite part was probably the last action scene where he's Turbo Man, and then probably the bad Santa kind of outfit there the, the in the in the storage facility. But I, I feel the same way as you. Um, I hadn't actually watched this before, so this was my first time watching Jingle All the Way. So I went into it kind of excited, like, all right, dude, we got an Arnold situation. Like, this will be cool. Let's see what happens here. A lot of faith in Arnold. Too much talking for Arnold, like too much dialogue. But we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. That's just our general thoughts here. Let's talk about the cast, man. I kind of teed it up a little bit. You've got a solid core four with, with Arnold, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, and Rita Wilson. You've also got Jake Lloyd, Jim Belushi, and Martin Mull with a ponytail, among others, um, who stood out to you in terms of their performances, good or bad? You know, I, I mentioned I was really high on Jim Belushi here. Who else did you like? Yeah, uh, shout out Jim
1: Belushi and Martin Mull and uh, it was uh, Robertson, the guy who played the cop. They were all very yeah. good, I think. I, I really liked those parts of the story the best whenever he was off on basically these little side quests. The least interesting parts to me were him and the whole deal with the the family and then, the, you know, the kind of rivalry with, uh, with Myron with the Sinbad's character. It just wasn't really ideal for me. It, it seemed like everybody wasn't in the same movie, although they were all kind of fine. I don't think anyone gave a particularly bad performance. And I am like a huge Phil Hartman fan. So this kind of kills me a little bit. He's just such a jerk. And every time I hear his voice, I still just hear Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. And I, I just can't shake it. I mean, Rita Wilson gets like nothing to do. It, it It's fine. I, I think they did good jobs but i don't think they were all necessarily you know the right fit for each other as far as the chemistry in this movie you know i think there are probably some interesting you know different casting decisions you could make you could make a good movie with these people i just don't think it was with this script or in this movie probably Uh, how about yourself any thoughts on the, the cast are there any individual performances
0: jim belushi to me as the santa was my favorite situation here phil hartman did such a great job playing just this just this terrible jerk you know sleazeball neighbor here um but it was just almost like so good that i hated watching it um which which sounds weird but you ever have one of those where like dude this dude's just too good at this role where i'm just like don't want to see him um and i and i and i'm i love phil hartman too you know so it was so it was weird i you know, Sinbad was, was he had his moments here. I don't know, man. In my opinion, just didn't utilize it right. Like there was, some, there was some stuff you could have maybe built off there, but it just kind of fizzled. And then he's just, you know, randomly, you know, just too convenient. He's randomly in this tiny restaurant with like just the way he kept showing up and stuff. So again, I, I would have rather them done something like he was like the ghost of, like do a Scrooge thing or something where he's like trying to, you know, teach Howard a lesson or something. But but I think by and large, Jim Belushi was my favorite side actor. And he, he didn't get, the, but I found that to be the most interesting part, right? Like this, like this underground knockoff, you know, for, for lack of a better word, North Pole, right? Where there's just, you know, countless, uh, you know, and, and actually, I think I saw the big show from WWE in there too. Like that was pretty cool. Uh, he made an appearance there. I think his name, real name is Paul something. But, um, but yeah, he was one of the Santas.
1: Yeah, well, we'll circle back around to that in a minute. I just kind of want to give a little backstory here. We've alluded to this, but this was not an Arnold movie by design. He actually just wound up jumping onto this last minute because he was supposed to be doing a remake of Planet of the Apes that got stalled. And before Arnold joined the cast, they considered Robin Williams, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Steve Martin, and Tim Allen for the role of Howard that Arnold had. Do you think this movie might have worked better with one of those guys instead of Arnold?
0: Dude, no question. That's any of them. Any of them. Any, uh, let me say it again. Any of them, and I, Arnold's. I'm an Arnold guy. All right. Any of them would have been better because you would have been able to cap capitalize more on the dialogue, and it would have. It just this isn't. This isn't. This isn't where Arnold. You're like, you know, if you're a football fan, you're like, you're taking like a a zone read guy and turning him into like a you know like like a different type of offense. Like this, you just can't. This is not Arnold's forte here, right? It just doesn't work for Arnold.
1: Yeah, they needed someone with a weird kind of energy. And I think there's probably, again, a, you know, a Bill Murray or Steve Martin version. Of this. this is interesting, but that would probably be more cerebral. I'd probably be in favor of like, just put Robin Williams out there and just let him rip. Like this movie almost yeah. needs some, some weird or just be completely over the top. And Robin Williams can definitely do that kind of way over, you know, heavily comedic. And maybe that would have worked better, you know, with Sinbad or someone like that. Someone with just a, kind of a, you know, a bigger kind of comedic persona. Arnold could definitely do funny. It just, again, again, you know, round peg, square
0: hole kind of deal. One hundred percent. I totally agree with that. I think Robin Williams would have been fantastic. One guy not. And I think Chevy Chase could have possibly worked, but I think Robin Williams would have been the better choice. Another guy that would have been really weird just because of the weird energy is um who is. Uh, oh, man, his name escapes me. Uh, Roseanne's ex-husband, Tom Arnold, Tom um, Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold would have been a weird one in here, right? I think that would have been better. But, See, without looking, uh, I just
1: want to guess that he's in uh, Jingle all the way, too. But actually, no, that was Larry the <laughs> he Cable Guy. might be. They actually didn't make that with Larry the, the Cable Guy. That's a, that's a real thing. Wow. It, it actually even goes deeper than that. Originally, Chris Columbus wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron, and they actually gave it to Sinbad. Part of the problem was they were worried because Joe Pesci is just so much smaller than Arnold. But imagine this with Arnold and Joe Pesci. You're at least a little more interested, kind of, and nothing against Sinbad, but... I'd love to see yes. Joe Pesci's kind of angry, you know, toy shopping. That's the problem. Sinbad's kind of too nice almost to play the, the villain yeah. role little bit. I think
0: he he he's way too nice to the point where you don't really. And he tried to be. They kind of needed his humor, so you didn't really get to see kind of in it. But but Joe Pesci is like an angry. Give him like the give him like the hat that he wore in Home Alone. I don't even care. Um, that would have been really cool. All right, think about it this way: if you could cast Danny
1: DeVito in Jingle All the Way. Would you have him play Myron or Ted? The, the role played by Phil Hartman. Oh, you can see him play. Man. I can see him play it either. I couldn't decide which one would you rather see Danny DeVito in. Because you know he has chemistry with Arnold too. We saw that work with Jim Belushi. They worked together
0: in red heat. So I think he could play either role. Dude, twins, man. Come on. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say Myron just because I, I like I like that version of Danny DeVito better. He'd been great playing Phil Hartman's role. Uh, as Ted, but I like him better as Myron here, just because I like that combo of getting him getting him in those scenes.
1: Yeah, see, this takes it into sunny territory a little bit, but I can just picture Devito basically as like Frank Reynolds when uh, his his wife dies. So, that sunny spoilers a little bit there. That Tony and Archie was in like two episodes, but then he gets drunk and goes to the funeral and everything, and he's just so I could just see that version of Danny Devito just scheming on all the wives. Oh the, yeah, the way Phil the Ted is uh, Phil Hartman's character. So I could just oh, yeah. see that being Danny DeVito. But again, I think he would work really well in the the kind of like zany comedy stuff they were doing at the toy stores or whatever. But either way, you can never go wrong by adding Danny DeVito to your film, television show, commercial, whatever, party probably. You fancy football league. If you got an empty spot, ask Danny
0: DeVito what he's doing. Completely agree with that. One of the problems critics cited about Jingle All the Way was that all the characters are kind of jerks. Sure. Most of them get a nice moment or two, but we really are rooting for. Uh, you know, it's hard to root for any of them, is it? I mean, who is the biggest jerk in your opinion? I mean, a lot of lot of meat on the bone here to choose from. So, to put it in Costanza terms, are you
1: asking me who the biggest seller at the jerk store is? <laughs> yes, the jerk store call. All right. So, what you're saying is we need to compare the characters and determine who the biggest jerk is. That's what you're saying.
0: Yes, that's what I'm saying.
1: All right, so unless my ears deceive me, you're telling me that we need to have a battle of the jerks or
0: a jerk-off. Man, you went the long way around for that one, but I'm here for it. I, I appreciate that. That was a good one. A, that's what she said, and B, I'm not the one who got rid of phrasing. All right, we'll look into bringing it back. We will look into bringing phrasing Brack, but tell us about the rankings, and let's try to come up with a better name. Um,
1: Jay Jerkin has already taken uh fine let's uh we'll rank the the jingle jerks here the jingle jerks we rank the the kind of eight main characters here from one to eight one is the biggest jerk so eight is the nicest person average them together so we'll start at the bottom with the nicest person and uh we have that being liz uh arnold's wife there played by rita wilson pretty unanimous in that one at number seven we have the dj played by martin Mull. i mean he seemed pretty cool. I mean, I know he only had a coupon for a thing instead of the actual thing, and that kind of sucks. He never liked the bait switch on that. He had a pretty
0: bitchin' pony too, dude. He had, he had a real sick. pony Yeah, Marlowe rocked
1: it well. Like yeah, he really did. That was, a week, that was that was good work. And we have a tie at five between your namesake Jamie Langston, played by Jake Lloyd, and Officer Hummel, played by Robert Conrad. Uh, we were kind of reversed on that one. I I really kind of thought that. Uh, Jamie was kind of a jerk and you thought he was pretty nice. And then on the other side, you know, I thought officer humble was actually kind of nice and it was all on Arnold. And you thought he was kind of a jerk at four. We have the mall Santa played by Jim Belushi. We, We both like him. And at three, we have Howard Langston, Jamie G you had him at six. You thought he was pretty nice. I had him all the way up at two, dude. I think Howard kind of a big jerk at two. We have Myron Larrabee. That's the character played by Sinbad. Jamie G, you had him at one as the biggest jerk. out of middle of the pack at four. And then finally at one, almost unanimous, Ted Maltlin played by Phil Hartman. You had him at two. I had him as the biggest jerk. I don't think there's a lot of doubt there, but let's just talk about the kid. I forgot for a minute. This is Jake Lloyd, who plays Anakin Skywalker in the first Star Wars prequel. And his performance is so similar here that it definitely bothered me on a level that I know it shouldn't. And I've never been one that bagged on him for the prequels. So I thought he did fine for being a kid actor, but it's just like the same thing here. And it just seemed like, kid, you can't have anything else for Christmas. Like at this point, you got your pops over a barrel, man. You can have basically anything else you want. You have to have this one action figure. And it's not even like a transformer that goes with other one of that. I don't know. I just thought he was being kind of just a little bit unreasonable the whole time. But again, Howard was still just as big of a jerk because he's not, he should have done this weeks ago and everything like that. I think this is an everybody sucks situation, basically.
0: It kind of is, dude. And and you're right. I mean, Howard really dropped the ball here and was basically showing you what not to do as a dad. You know, uh, showing up crazy late. And let's just talk about the fact that there's this raging party going on in that opening scene. Why is he, and he's just like slanging mattresses? So bizarre and weird. It's, um, it's a holiday and, party. And, I think
1: it's supposed to show he's like a Scrooge. You know what I mean? Everyone else is having fun doing Christmas stuff. And he's still he's you know, telling everyone they're the number one customer. And dude should not talk on the phone. For a salesman, he screws up in that scene. He tells his wife, she's the number one customer. And then later he tells Jamie, like, basically this is all your fault, kid. Like, why are you such a pain in the ass? Like... Uh, right. Not good phone work right. for a big sales guy
0: there, especially in the 90s. Definitely not. The phone makes you money. I think it costs him money. There, there's really not a lot to root here. So I didn't have a problem with Jamie. And it's not just because we share the same name, right? Jamie G.S. the 5th. Um, I thought he did a great job, and honestly, he had every right to be upset, man. Like, look, he got his purple belt, dude. Means a lot. He wanted one thing. I mean, he, Mills, you were seven once, or whatever Jamie is in that movie, right? Like, you remember like having your heart set on one thing. And you know, when 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 if your parents ever messed up significantly, they kind of owe you that one thing. So um, and it's not even that. The wife reminded him like three weeks ago to go and get it, and he's still didn't so epic failure there by arnold to his credit though he went through hell and back to try to find it so he he redeems himself a little bit on the jerk scale for me
1: yeah that's where they could have gone other ways where he this is how ebay got invented or something or i'm just trying to think of other fun ways this could go you know what would have been fun just tell this movie but from the perspective of the cop like he's just trying to get by and do his christmas thing. this one dude just keeps showing back up that's kind of the way I thought of it. Like, I just feel bad, but the cop really wasn't being an asshole. He was just always in the thing, and Arnold just happened to be
0: there. I mean, I like, they kept coming back to it. They did. And, and you know, same thing with same thing with Sinbad's character, right? It just kept, kept being there. How about the general tone of the film? I mean, it seemed like it couldn't decide exactly what it wanted to be. Is it a family film? Is it a satire about... Christmas consumerism and how ridiculous it is. I mean, you know, so that scene where he's trying to get in the store and everyone's bursting in and they don't open till nine. And you know, you, we've heard about all this stuff on the news—people getting in fights and stuff at Walmart and whatnot. I mean, I think the mixed tone is is one of the reasons why this movie isn't thought of more fondly than maybe it could be, right? I mean, it's just what the hell is this thing, Mills? Yeah, I think that's a good example. The one toy store where
1: they go and they're going to do the lottery thing, right, with the the balls. And that starts out based on real things. They've had that. You're in line. You get a ticket or that. That is a real kind of thing. They start out there and then they go to this crazy slapstick thing with him chasing the Super Bowl like all the way out through the mall. And it's just kind of
0: ridiculous. And Which was so annoying because there was thousands of balls bouncing around. Just grab another one, dude. Just grab another one. You don't. It's a lottery system. Yeah, they didn't even really draw anything. It just,
1: again, the movie just kind of figured out where it wanted to go and just went there. They didn't even bother with kind of making explanations for stuff like that. And I love Arnold, but that kind of physical comedy really isn't his forte. Although, shout out, him punching a reindeer, very good, but kind of just chasing this ball. I did like the visual of him running the the wrong way down the escalator, but you know that whole bit, it just changes tone so fast. And it's just all over the place, really. I wish it would have just decided like, do we want to be a sweet movie? You get the whole weird parts where the the uh, the other son's talking like, oh, you should hope your parents get divorced because I get like way better presents from my dad now and that kind of thing. Like there are some random dark parts of this, too. It's just all over the place totally. And it definitely does not no favors.
0: And the other thing people need to understand, and we touched on this at the beginning, you, you and I both really like Arnold movies. So like we have a high standard of anything Arnold does. And I think we kind of lucked out, you know. I don't know, was it over the summer or something when we did uh, Last Action Hero, and it was like, oh wow, this one was really good. This one didn't deliver in the same format, right? It just, it just didn't get us there.
1: No, it just all surface.
0: All surface. Well, th- there's a number of notable plot lines going on through the movie. I mean, let's touch on a couple of the minor plots before moving on <sighs> onto the search, the great search for Turbo Man.
1: Just how about the whole Ted thing, right? They set it up early on in in that one scene where all the other neighborhood wives are coming over and asking him to fix stuff. So you get the idea he got divorced and he is now just trying to mack on all the neighborhood wives, right? I'm pretty sure that's what they were trying to sell there. But you you never buy it, right? I never believed that Arnold's wife was going to cheat on him. So it it was just kind of like, all right, what are we doing with this? We get it. He's kind of a creep and he's just there to make Arnold jealous and Phil Hartman does his best with it, but there's just nothing else to it. And you never really believe, you know, she's like, oh, take me to the parade. That's about the only time where, you know, even when Arnold sees him in the minivan, I shout out the old, like, Dodge Chrysler minivan there, you know, and, and Arnold thinks, oh,
0: something's going down, and then... She does it in front of Arnold. Though. You know, Ted, can you drive me? Because she's mad at Arnold. It wasn't even like she was sneaking around. I mean, I, I don't... this And again, this is where you should have went all in, and it could have been a funny thing with some of Hartman's, like, one-offs, where he's like, oh, I got the right tool for that. Like, maybe they could have made it funny, but they just kind of... It just didn't really... Hit like it just was kind of like all right. Again, it just it just essentially accentuated what a, what a big jerk he was, kind of.
1: Yeah, I just think if you could have that character find a better way to go about. Maybe like those two should have probably been who was competing for the for the Turbo Man doll or something like that for some reason. Like, I think that would have been funny if you kind of swapped those roles somehow and then maybe have Sinbad still be the postman, but then he's macking on the wife or something like that. I don't know, like switch it up a little bit, maybe that could have been interesting.
0: Uh, you mentioned it, the Santas. The Santas were, were the, old, that was the gold. Like, get, get them involved in everything here, and I think you've got a winner. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that
1: went way over the top, right? There's a whole secret society of Santas doing the black market stuff, and then Arnold pretends to be a cop randomly to get out. Like, that's, it's a different movie from the rest of the scenes, I would say. Like, Arnold kind of really hams it up there, and it works. And I don't know. And I uh, talk about the random cameos in this one. Uh, you get Vern Troyer. He's that little Santa. I remember Minnie me from the Austin Powers movie. He's actually the little Santa yes. that gets kind of thrown at Arnold and Danny Woodburn. Yes. He's totally the elf. You might recognize him as Mickey from Seinfeld and uh, a proud graduate of Temple University. Go Alps.
0: No, but There you go. He's Temple tough, dude. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? That's really the gold in this movie. If you, if you're going to find it Um, and you gotta, you gotta, I'm talking like not, I'm talking like post, like the gold rush in in like san francisco in california i'm talking about like 10 years after that that's how hard you have to dig for gold in this one and you can find it but but it's but it's it's limited to this i think
1: yeah it's like electing to like board a deep river in oregon trail or whatever like yeah you just wait a minute yes. pay, pay for the raft or whatever trade those uh extra skins you gotta hope you don't die you. from
0: dysentery you gotta hope you don't die from dysentery along the way Oh, uh, shout out to the oregon trail I
1: did like the little touch that at least he was smart enough to figure out it was counterfeit. So he touches it and it starts talking in another language and then it just starts falling apart and it's like the cheapest piece of crap. And just shout out that yeah. they were charging $300 from that back then. That's like $1,000 for a toy nowadays.
0: And, bro, and here's the other thing. And has so got a lot on him. I guess that's that, uh, you know, that mattress game's going all right because he's got a stack. He was carrying some cash, bro. Like the first lady where he tried to buy it off of her and it ended up being booster or whatever. He offered her three times the amount, you know I mean? He's just, he's just paying out cash throughout the bulk majority of this. I mean, and, and it just sign of the times too. There's not like one mention of like credit card or anything. It's just all cash. Shout out 1996. It was cash was king. And uh, officer Humbo,
1: we've mentioned him a couple times. Kept coming back around um was it too much that they kept bringing him back around i was cool with it and did you have a favorite scene with him i particularly like the one with the the bomb they just did a full looney tunes again just randomly being out of place in the other movie he gets blown up like the goddamn coyote with the the (laughs) box or whatever just gets all blown (laughs) out to see if you're watching on youtube and then he's kind of just fine later
0: i mean it's just it was so bizarre that that scene actually happened in this movie but i actually that was probably my favorite cop scene i'm probably with you there with him but it was just like and then they go to it and he's just like he's just got like the dark from the explosion it's like what is that what it's just so weird that that took place there um and then everything is just fine you know it's just like you know he's got some bandages on his hands or whatever (laughs) yeah i mean just shout out that whole everything at the radio station i thought was right up there
1: with the, the Santa yeah. stuff as being one of my favorite scenes of Martin Mull, the idea that they think they're going to get the toy and it's just like a coupon. And that's, again, a shout out, I think, to the Star Wars back in the day when those toys first came out. And they had a whole campaign where you would just get a certificate to eventually get the toy. So people opened, like, you know, a, a certificate on Christmas. As a kid, probably not what you were looking for. Uh, and we already mentioned the uh, Howard drinking beer with the reindeer and punching the reindeer. Again, just didn't quite fit with any of the other scenes, but definitely one of my favorite moments. Maybe my favorite kind of Howard moment overall.
0: It was probably my, the best scene with Howard in it, maybe other than, like, some of the stuff of the Santas or whatever. But it was so weird because, like, it just... <laughs> It just didn't. And I guess, I guess they set it up a little bit early on when he first leaves and the, the reindeer kind of comes at him or whatever, but you know, the whole scene when he's in Ted's house and stuff, it just, I don't know, man, like it just, it, 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 it was weird, but I thought it was funny when he's kind of like down on his luck and he's just like, you want another one buddy? And he's you know drinking, uh, what looked to be, I think, was that Miller highlights? No, so it also looked to be Miller highlights. Yeah. I couldn't tell. It might've been some sort of custom thing. I, I
1: couldn't quite tell, but, uh, yeah, I mean
0: the reindeer seemed to enjoy it. Reindeer did seem to enjoy it, and I love when he leaves. Them, like you're on your own here, buddy. He made up his mind, dude. He poured him, <laughs> poured him a roadie and left. That was a uh, that was that was proper of Arnold. That was good. Good luck. Got to hydrate the reindeer. Let's. You got to. Um, you got to. I mean, honestly, who who decided reindeer want milk, man, and and cookies and carrots and stuff? We should be leaving Santa like you know a cigar and a glass of bourbon and a couple of beers, man. Uh, it's a long night out there. Gotta stay warm. Let's talk a little Turbo Man. Howard's quest to get him a Turbo Man action figure is what drives basically the entirety of this movie. Let's start with the character with the best name, of course, Jamie. Was he being unreasonable with his demand? I know, Mills, you were a little bit little bit harsh on the kiddo here. Uh, There wasn't anything else that could have made him happy, right? I mean, he kind of had to have the... He had to have this toy. I mean, but, you know, honestly, I think what would have made him happy is just having his dad there. I, I really do. And, again, Jamie G's got a little bit of a sensitive side here. Um, But I, I do think he would have just been happy just having his dad present.
1: Right. And they go there at the end when he gives Myron the, the doll, like he has learned that. Like, oh, right. I don't want to I have the real thing at home or whatever. And that's when they elect like to go right. super cheesy when they haven't really been going there overall. I mean, I'm just a kid. Like, I never got, like, the hot thing. I, I got good Christmas presents. Don't get me wrong. But I never would get, like the the absolute like thing that everybody had to have I figure there's always something else. he's a kid. get him a puppy there's like no like seven year old boy on the planet that's going to be upset when you show up with a puppy
0: get him a puppy that
1: you're not wrong that's your default if you screw up as a dad with a kid that age you don't want to do it cuz you know you're probably going to be the one who ends up having to take care of it and everything but that's you know it'll save your ass for that day
0: yeah you you'll be a hero you'll be you'll you'll win christmas
1: yeah, how about just the, the Toy Store scenes in general? We touched them, we touched on them a bit, but nothing specific. I did like Arnold just destroying that one display. That was pretty good. And, and shout out Chris Parnell making his film debut here. Uh been watching Archer, so it's hard not to be like, Oh, that's Cyril. Yeah, he's a kick-ass accountant, El Contador. I mean, they were fun, right? I mean, you know, the little bits of the crushing to get in, it it definitely it's so like awkward with Myron when they shoehorn him in and Sinbad just starts basically doing his, his Sinbad shtick in the line. And it just, it, the whole thing is, just kind of awkward. I always hate when characters have to introduce themselves in a movie like that, Hey, I'm such and such. And I'm a, and this is my job. How are you doing?
0: You know, it's, it just always seems kind of just too forced for me. It was, it was way too forced and how it just happened kind of like in the line. And then I just, this is where it's like, kind of like, man, if you're going to go Sinbad here, you got to, you got to write it better for him. Like you got to, you got to let Sinbad shine a little bit. And he just, not that he did a bad job or anything. It's just, I think it's more about kind of, you know, the, the script and, and what they were asking him to do. It's, I just, I didn't really care for that scene in the outside. It's kind of like, but and if that's what you're going for, then like pair him, pair him up, you know, and have them just be, you know, make it almost like a plane trains automobiles thing right where they're stuck with each other like if if that's where there's no real
1: bad guy here i think the mistake is trying to make myron the bad guy like he's not yeah maybe there's a way you could do it it just it never worked for me both from a chemistry standpoint from a writing standpoint it just always seems so forced and so awkward and contrived and then you know at the end when he shows up on the thing i was like really dude like you're really like What's wrong with you? You yeah, point. This this. Well, you're, you're bringing bombs to radio stations.
0: It's just like he goes so
1: far and they never really get you there that he would
0: be that guy. And the other thing is when you really think about it, and again, we're not trying to, you know, poke a bunch of plot holes in this thing, but when you think about it, Howard left the suburbs to drive into the city to, to go to the, to go shopping, right? He's at the mall of America in, in Minnesota. He doesn't just live around the corner. This parade is his local suburbs parade. It's not like, so why, how does he even know where he lives? Like that whole thing, just like, oh my God. Like it just, I get that they wanted that scene or whatever, but like that was not just, nah, man. All right, it, yeah, let's it, it just talk about me. the parade. I know you said you liked it. Conceptually,
1: I didn't Parts mind the bit when, when he's up on the, the thing kind of, but it just goes too far. It Just the idea that they're going to do jetpacks for this, I know that didn't exist now, but that just, it looks bad. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you get good little things here, like uh, Curtis Armstrong showing up as Booster or whatever, and it, it's, it's fine, but it's, I don't know, it's too much, man. And then the idea that at the very end, Arnold's wife and his kid can't recognize him or his voice. Do you know how distinctive <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice is? The idea that they're all surprised when he takes the thing off, it's just, it would have worked better if he figured it, if the kid figured it out, I think. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, dude, come on, man. It's, it's, he's talking in this way. They can't be anyone else on the planet.
0: He didn't change his voice at all. He's talking to him when he gives him the. Gift. He's just got a visor, too. Can...
1: There's no, just a visor. There's no
0: Batman Master. Yeah, something. you could, it's, it's, yeah, that was a, that was a bridge too far for me as well um look the, the the action scene was cool we didn't get a lot of it it wasn't just nice to see arnold do something you know actiony but like yeah this this it, it just didn't like much of this movie it just didn't work unfortunately um yeah know, everyone kind of gets just, a
1: happy-ish ending but i don't know that they really deserved it like what did what did howard really learn here other than he's probably really annoyed and hopefully he won't you know procrastinate on
0: christmas next year but he probably will I think he will, you know, hopefully he's present more and he's home more, but you know, according to Jamie, he's made that promise before. So, um, and dude, there's no, there's the other thing. There's no topping this. You, you, you know, you only get one go to kind of like turn into turbo man. Like there's no, there's no topping this. There's no like having a better Christmas present. Um, you're, this is basically it. So you flew like a seven year old kid around in the sky on a jetpack, dressed as a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, People would pay. I think that's I tens think that's of thousands it. of
1: dollars for that experience, probably. And they'd
0: also probably puke everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he get, he gets way up there, dude. I, yeah, just a lot of it was. It ah man, I, I think that's about it, though. Mills, anything else you want to mention here on on Jingle All the Way? I can't believe we're I can't believe we're doing this thing. We're we're doing Jingle All the Way. Just the hubris they had at the, at the very end. The
1: tag is the wife asking, "Oh, so you must have gotten me a really good gift?" And he's like, "Oh shit." That was a setup for a sequel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, could have been Jingle All the Way too. Well, you said there is a Jingle All the Way too, though.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, an actual like direct sequel with Arnold and these same characters or whatever. I think it's like a thing yeah. Where it's the same. It's a concept, but that's none of the original. you know, Larry the Cable Guy. Although I think it was the original director came back for it. So.
0: Well, now now we we'll have to see which one's better, Arnold or Larry the Cable Guy. God, that's a that's a tough one. With that said, Mills, I think it's time for Six Degrees of Lebowski. This is where we connect our featured review to The Big Lebowski in Six Degrees or less, if we can get there. Mills, can you? Can you get there without having to rely on the fact that Steve Buscemi has basically been in everything? He seems to always find his way into this uh, this, this, uh, this, Six Degrees. All right, fine. I won't do Donnie, but you'd be amazed. I think
1: it's actually Julianne Moore who was probably the easiest to connect. But just for you i'll go the extra mile to get to the dude here you have phil hartman who played ted maitland here in jingle all the way he played virgil robinson in cb4 where charlie murphy played gusto charlie murphy played jimmy in harlem knights where eddie murphy played quick eddie murphy played kit ramsey in bowfinger where robert downey jr played jerry renfro robert downey jr played tony stark in iron man where Jeff Bridges played
0: Obadiah Stane, and Jeff Bridges is the dude. The dude Man, Man, dude, nice journey there. That is one, two, three, four, five. I used all six of the degrees, but we got there, and we got there with the dude Good job there, my friend. Before we give our final verdict on Jingle All The Way, let's try to put things into perspective here. Mills, go ahead and take it away.
1: All right, pretty simple. We're just going to try to figure out where Jingle All the Way kind of slots in amongst holiday movies and Arnold movies. Try to go with some similar ones here. Jamie G on IMDb Jingle All the Way is rated 5.7 while Bad Santa 2 is rated 5.6. Which do you prefer?
0: Bad Santa 2. That's a that's harder than you think, but Bad Santa 2.
1: Oh, man. I think I will go Bad Santa too, but I I think I might just get more laughs out of Bad Santa too, even though it might actually be a worse movie than this overall, especially because it is a, a sequel that we all had higher hopes for. I'd say it's a bigger disappointment. Yes. Next one, Jingle all the way again, 5.7. While Office Christmas Party is rated 5.9. JBG, which do you prefer?
0: Well, I've actually I actually have not watched Office Christmas Party, but I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to go there. It's got a great cast. I I, I want to see it. I'm going to go with a bit of the unknown and go off this Christmas party.
1: I will say that I have seen that one. It is one that disappoints a little bit based on the cast that's in it. But, yeah, I would take it over this uh, easy peasy. Jamie G, Jingle All The Way is rated 5.7, while Jack Frost, 1998, Sir Michael Keaton is rated 5.4. Which do you
0: prefer, Jingle All The Way or Jack Frost? This is a weird one with Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. It, it, it's a weird one. I, I would be interested in rewatching it, but just right now, you know, gun to my gun to my head here. I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to actually go Jingle all the way, I think. Oh, nice. I think I am going to go Jack Frost. I rewatched it last year and it's definitely
1: weird, but I kind of like the those offbeat kind of Christmas movies. And speaking of offbeat Christmas movies, Jingle all the way again, rated 5.7. While Ernest Saves Christmas is also rated 5.7. Which do you prefer?
0: I got to go with Ernest, man. G- give me Ernest Saves Christmas. You can't go wrong with Ernest. At least you're going to get some classic Ernest stuff. It's, it is also weird, but I think I would probably get a little bit more humor out of that than Jingle All the Way. Yeah, that's what I actually also rewatched last
1: year, and I really actually enjoyed that one. So uh, I will also go Ernest Saves Christmas. Let's move over to the Arnold side. Jingle All the Way again rated 5.7, while Raw Deal is rated 5.6. Which do you prefer? <laughs>
0: Man, this one is this is tough. i'm gonna I'm gonna lean raw deal. I'm gonna lean raw deal. I'm sorry, jingle all the way, but I'm going raw deal.
1: The raw deal is definitely like a practice run almost for the Arnold movies that come later. But that does veer into kind of like so cheesy, it bad it's good territory. So I am also going to go raw deal. I enjoy that one more than I should. Uh, dig a little bit deeper into later career arnold jig all the way again rated 5.7 well end of days is rated 5.8 jamie g which you prefer arnold versus the devil or arnold versus christmas
0: i gotta go into days i it's 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 not arnold's best work but i'm I'm still gonna do it
1: yeah i'll go of days to actually enjoy the, the supporting cast of that one that's pretty solid it it could be worse it's a little bit much but at least it tries kind of jingle all the way is like again it's it's just trying to be a c student nothing wrong with that but no one will really remark on it. Uh, let's really go for it here. Jingle all the way again. Rated five point seven. Junior is rated four point seven. Which do you prefer, Jingle all the way or Junior?
0: Junior's only four point. Junior, but it's only rated four point seven. Wow. People do not. I'm, like I'm going junior. junior. I will I'm also shocked. go Junior just for the Danny DeVito of it
1: all. Uh, I'm not a big yeah. fan. That's not one I ever really rewatch. But yeah, just if you pair up Arnie and Daniel DeVito, Arnie Arnold and Danny DeVito, I am there for it. And finally, we're going way down here. Jingle All The Way is rated 5.7, while Batman and Robin is rated 3.8. Which do you prefer?
0: I got to go Batman and Robin. Again, not the best Batman in the world, but I like it better than Jingle All The Way. I would say it's more watchable. Mister Freeze, like Batman
1: and Robin, but I would have more fun watching it because, again, it's so bad that it kind of gets back into that. You can kind of not yes. just watch it, but just watch it ironically, really, and have a good time oh, yeah. with it. It it just feels like if you're watching it all the way, it's just going to be like, okay, I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch it all the way, so I'm done with it, and I will probably never watch it again or think about it again. Yeah, at least Batman and Robin, you can make a fun drinking game out of it or something.
0: Yes, yeah, I do to- totally concur there. So you think you're sponge worthy? Yes, I think I'm sponge worthy. I think I'm very sponge worthy. You know, you're nuts with these sponges. Run down your case for me again. She said I wasn't sponge worthy. Wouldn't waste a sponge on me. Before we hand out our grades, we have to determine if Jingle All The Way is sponge-worthy. Mills, what do you think, man? Can you spare a sponge, or uh, are supplies limited for this one? I don't even know if I'm doing hand stuff, dude. Uh, probably no sponges here, unfortunately.
1: I'm usually pretty liberal with the sponges, but maybe over the close hand stuff is as far as
0: we're... It depends on where we had dinner. There is there is no room for, for sponges at all uh, in this one. None. Can't have it. Not doing it. Uh, Sorry, Jingle All The Way. There's only one thing left to do. We have to give a grade to Jingle All The Way. Mills, on a scale of 1 to 10 non-alcoholic eggnogs, I'm going to hand it out.
1: I think I'm just going to go right down the middle here. Just give me 5.0 non-alcoholic eggnogs. It's not so bad that it's offensive or anything. It's just it's middle of the road. It's just very, very middle of the road, hence my middle grade. Split it right down the middle. Jamie G, how about yourself?
0: It, it, very middle of the road. It's not like it's coming to America too or anything. I mean, geez, thank God. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm in the universe. I'm going 4.5. I've got a price is right to just a little bit here and go 4.5. I think that's fair for jingle all the way. And I think it's fair kind of in the hierarchy of of kind of Christmas classics. It's just not in that same universe. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think that. Does it, dude? We we actually did a we actually did a podcast on Jingle All the Way. I we might be the only one on the internet. I, I don't know, but it's probably the best one. Either way, do we know what we're doing next time, Mills? Um, I'm
1: just going to distract you by asking, what do you think Jingle All the Way 2 is rated on IMDb? 5.3? Ooh, 3.8. 3.8. How about coming to America, the sequel? What do you think that's at an IMDB? The sequel.
0: You love it. 2.1 <laughs> 5.3 5. 5.3 5. wow
1: all right so i guess
0: we're gonna wow. have
1: to there's a lot of difference there so i guess that's what we'll have to do next we'll have to come back to coming to america again i know you'd love that so much
0: that's that cannot happen all right uh, so i guess cannot. we're gonna
1: have to figure out what we're gonna do later we're gonna go with the good old uh tba the uh the blues favorite charity
0: Thank you for checking out regular dudes watch stuff. If you have any thoughts on jingle on the way, we'd love to hear them. Let us know in the comments or on the social needs. Mills remind everybody that can find us. Uh, hopefully at that cool black market Santa place. I'm going to be looking
1: all over my town for that. I uh, definitely want to know where that's at. Thank you for finding us for every year podcast and on YouTube. We're on social media at dudes watch stuff. Do not forget to have a good holiday. Do not forget to buy those gifts and don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. It's all we ask. If you made it this far, you must have had fun. So you must put thumb. Thanks again for checking us out. Have a merry, happy festivist for the rest
0: of us in yada yada yada. Yeah, we'll see you next time on regular dudes watch stuff. And don't you worry, we'll be back soon to watch stuff and talk about it. We'll see you back. Happy holiday, y'all.
1: You told me-